Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be taking a look at the unlikely collaboration between Chuck Dixon and Daniel Klaus in Strike Number Six from Eclipse Comics. But first, we gotta let you guys know that uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July is going to be the last Saturday of July. We are taking our comp copies that we have from some of our previous works, Red Room excluded and uh, doubles that we have laying around. We also invite you to do the same and drop these comics off in those free little lending libraries that you have in your town, in your neighborhood. Uh, some people hit us up and were like, I didn't even really know about these things. I took a look at the, the website and there are four within one miles of my house. We need to create the next generation of comic book readers. We need to take action and do something about that. This is but one idea we have to further increase some comic book uh, readership. Jimmy created this little piece that I think is a great idea to include uh, in the comics that we put around town. Uh, give some indication on where one can find more comics uh, to read. Um, bigging up all of the great kind of local comic shops within the vicinity where you can go get some more of that, man. Drug dealer philosophy. We're going to give you one, but you got to buy the rest, man. And it ain't a bad thing to give a little... Uh, personal props to Cartoonist Kayfabe if you want to listen and hear about uh, some more great comics that are out there in the wild. Uh, also invite you to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when fresh vids are available. Like this video here, man, for strike number six. Uh, we put this video out 9 a.m. by early afternoon, midday. These, these comics disappear off the comic book aftermarkets of Amazon and eBay or they become uh, prohibitively expensive. So if you're a subscriber, you get first dibs. And if you watch these videos to the very end, that pushes these videos out to uh, other comic book loving YouTube viewers who uh, get acquainted with the, the Cartoonist Cafe channel, increases our subscriber base, and makes it possible for us to keep bringing out these, uh, these videos regularly. Without further ado, let's take a look at the Rattler, Jimmy, uh, from strike number six, backup feature. Uh, legendary comic to me i want to give a little context to this because this is 1988 whenever this thing comes out sure and klaus had been doing lloyd llewellyn this is 1986 and it's a you know lloyd llewellyn published by fanographics i wonder if this is after lloyd llewellyn is canceled yeah and maybe klaus is like not sure what his comic book future holds because it's such an unlikely pairing knowing his career that he's doing a superhero team-up comic the one interesting bit for that is this is uh Positioned as if it were a golden age comic that's being reprinted here. So I think that's pretty interesting. But teaming up with Chuck Dixon, a mainstream writer, it just seems odd. Like, how do those two even, like, bump into each other? Yeah, yeah. This The kayfabe of this is fantastic. Because you're if you're familiar with the Eclipse brand, whenever you would read some of those, like, Crime Does Not Pay reprints, or or uh, they, they had several. There were some sci-fi ones where they would get hold of public domain. Romance. They, they, yeah. they reprinted everything. Just these orphaned old golden age comics it would have this exact same treatment uh, on the bottom of every first page telling you where these comics come from and they're just continuing that tradition uh johnny fishpaw i believe it's hard to hard to read that there's a little bit of a bleed on that signature uh part of that to me i would like to think that he didn't tell Uncle Gary and Uncle Kim <laughs> that he was doing this thing over there with a Chuck Dixon at Eclipse Comics. So just like, uh, you know, like keep that out of uh, out of their heads, man, because, uh, you know, they would rib him, make fun of him a little bit. 
Also, this was like a legendary... Maybe not give him eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like a legendary comic to seek out. Like once, you know, there's... Klaus makes comics by himself. So a person who makes comics on their own, their, their output is not going to be a job or amount of output. You can get it all. And you can manageably get it all. Uh, so once you do... Now you've got to start looking for straggler things where he's doing covers or like stuff in that CAD magazine or whatever. And this one, on one of the earliest kind of comic book websites that I saw uh, that w w was put up by like an independent person, it's a Klaus bibliography page. You know, like it might have been like, you know, one of like 10 Dan Klaus Google hits back in the day. It was a bibliography page. And this was mentioned, you know, Eclipse Comics publisher, Chuck Dixon collaboration. What are you talking about? What does that fucking look like? And uh, I don't know about you, Jimmy. Given this thing a read, I don't know if Klaus just adapted a Chuck Dixon script because it reads Klausian. It really does. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're a Klaus fan, sometimes, you know, you'll seek out different artists deep into their bibliography, and it's not always the best returns. This feels like Klaus through and through. You can see his lettering. Um, I assume that he's the uh, the color artist as well. And it's a Klaus comic. Like, it feels like a Klaus comic. It's weird. Yeah, like all this kind of stuff. There are dialogue strokes that feel Klausian. I guess what we're saying is that they're pretty good collaborators. Like, <laughs> like if... <laughs> We'd like to see more Chuck Dixon than Klaus <laughs> yeah, comics. <laughs> like, like uh, if Chuck Dixon's prose is really what we're reading, it ain't shabby. Like, like it's a good, it's a good Klaus comic. Yeah, it is. I, I've sought out a lot of his back catalog, and this one is one, like you say, Ed, that was really lived up to it. It was exciting to get this and actually go through it. Extra bonus that it was in color. You did not get that much. Very rare. Color clouds back in the day. Doesn't this feel great? like a video game almost? It does, and it feels like he's really going for it. You know, like like stuff like this. I don't know that you see that panel in a contemporary Klaus comic, and you could look at something like Death Ray to see how he handles superheroes. I mean, I guess this isn't a traditional superhero it is sort of that golden age pulpy kind of hero but it does feel like he's doing some stuff that's a little more in that action genre style really cool to see him play around with this with this sort of motif because he speaks about the silver age comics that he read and so and and there are names that come up in conversations you know ogden whitney mort meskin uh, a lot of those names, the How Howard Nostrand, like the people mm -hmm. in that Art Out of Time book. And it feels like Klaus has, knows those names, has reverence for them, and sort of knows what makes those names sing. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, like in modern day conversation, these names are mentioned in those books like Art Out of Time. And you will hear other cartoonists like talk about it, but it's so surface level. It's not about like what made those artists stand out amongst their Golden Age contemporaries, but... It's like Claus uh, is able to deconstruct that stuff to, to his own advantage here. And he delivers a lot of great panels. You know, th these panels, to me, stand out. There were some on the previous page. That's a hallmark to me of Klaus, is really making the most of these panels. And, uh, and he does it throughout this comic. The, uh, another piece that's like, kind of subtle, uh, probably less so with this stuff, is um, there's a Ditko component yes. with, with, with our hero. You know, it's 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 nearly the creeper. Yes, definitely. And the the panel flow is Ditko-ish, with the kind of like left to right rather than the front to back, you know, background to foreground kind of movement that you would get with a. Does Kirby. this panel feel very Harvey Kurtzman 
Oh like, yeah, yeah. There's 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 several. Like there's a lot of Kurtzman here. It's kind of fun seeing this comic too because if you know whatever the nature of the collaboration was, whether there was a tight script or it was more of like a prose story, it's kind of cool to see Klaus like breaking down a story that's not his. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where else do you get that? The, right. The the one Peter Bag, um, comic that was in Eight Ball. It's the only other one I could think about. The best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Red Room Trigger Warnings 1 through 4 is in stores now while supplies last. Every Red Room comic is self-contained story, so whatever issue your comic shop has is a great place to start. There's also Red Room, the Antisocial Network, collecting the first season of Red Room, available now wherever comics are bought and sold. Except for 28 countries where it is banned and about 10 comic shops where it's banned. But you can still request it. They can still get it for you. And you can pick up Hulk Grand Design by me. Two double-sized issues retelling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk in one coherent story. Featuring my art, writing, color, letters. Uh, the Grand Design treatment, so to speak. So pick these comics up wherever you buy comics and support Cartoonist Kayfabe. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. It's great, right? <laughs> yeah. Looks like you're making that one for for the T-shirt. <laughs> Very peculiar. Yeah. And Fun. I wonder if uh, if you don't know Klaus at all, and you just pick this thing up and think you're reading like a golden age comic. I wonder how it lands then. Me too. Because it does look good. It's almost like whenever you you have somebody describe like an old pulp story, and it's like, man, that sounds so good. And then you track it down and read it, and it's you know it's in that vernacular. It's sort of paced differently than what we're used to. It doesn't always live up to those kinds of uh what's in your head this feels like if you're gonna do a golden age pulp kind of hero it kind of delivers like it's a real satisfying read in that regard it might not be good if you love those actual real comics but it feels that way like there are elements to it but it's pretty entertaining yeah man and and klaus like the style that he was playing with at this time really reminiscent of that like 1950s like gene deitch mm -hmm. cartoon kind of uh angular angular style like like that kind of style where you know they would use like a sponge with green paint to make the the right. green of the tree and just like a brown brushstroke for the bark i love the coloring you know like look at the color there blue oh, yeah. yellow and orange it, it feels very i don't know unexpected but works great looks great in color too it looks like he took advantage of being able to do some color for a change and went with these bright colors so, so you have the belief that it was not Ron Courtney, who's <laughs> the colorist? I, I tell you, if it was Ron Courtney, I feel like he's a pretty good colorist. Yeah. But yeah, I'm guessing this is probably a Dan Klaus color job. Can you imagine that there are uh, people out there still on the hunt for more Johnny Fishpaw <laughs> comics? More <Yeah>. Rattler <laughs> appearances. Just trying to seek out All Thrills Comics Volume 2, Number 8. It would, it, it would be the best if this showed up in like uh, Art Out of Time kind of comics, if yeah. somebody actually would... would position this as an authentic 1946 comic strip and i like to imagine a few viewers out there are uh being schooled on this right yeah. now yeah, yeah My, mine's blown about this hoax <laughs> the, the hoax of it i see not that it's a klaus piece they haven't yes, seen yes right yeah they've exactly. been on the hunt for more rattler they've known this klaus piece their whole life <laughs> and had no idea i had that experience myself man with the ugly family you know, like, like uh, I think Illo Brylin, or, or no, that his name was Stash Gillespie on that. Very protective of, of his name. Yeah, Judo Joe, I think, might be an Illo Brian where he's doing a lettering job, um, which is really peculiar, too. It's, it's interesting how distinct his lettering is when that's the only element you're getting. Um, 
But yeah, Ugly Family, I think, is another good piece for anybody that's unfamiliar with his Cracked series because it looks like Klaus, but it's not quite the Klaus that we see and are used to from, you know, from 8-Ball or, or, or uh, even Lloyd Llewellyn is a little bit different. But uh, yeah, this stuff, 80s Klaus, man, there's, there's some uh, veins there to mine. Yes, and mine we will, man. Uh, but uh, if you're good, I'm good. Jimmy, we can get the heck out of here. K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July is the last Saturday of this month, and we want you to fill up those uh, free little lending libraries with uh, cool comics and help uh, sow the seeds of future comic book readership. What do you have out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness, two 40-page issues telling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk is available now in comic shops everywhere while supplies last. I'm writing, drawing, coloring, lettering that the uh, Grand Design way. So pick that one up and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my comics art, my process, download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Um, thank you for that. Red Room Trigger Warnings, trade paperback, going to be in stores in September. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Thank you for supporting uh, Red Room, the Anti-Social Network, the first trade paperback in the series. Uh, if you see random issues out in the wild, though, scoop them up. Uh, every issue is a completely self-contained sample. So you read one, you dig it, grab another. Uh, if you are in the unfortunate position of being in a place where the uh, Red Room comics are banned, more than 28 countries, more than 10 comic shops, uh, then you could order these comics uh, by way of my link tree in the description below. My Patreon is there also if you want to read the comic books online. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.